so unprofessional Rampart. like this, you know, just not preparing notes. Fucking asshole. What do you? Oh, you know I'm recording. You're recording. I'll, <laughs> I'll just take him like. I said it'd be good to go. Oh, shit. <laughs> you, you get up and and that wasn't fake that time. That no, no, that was all legit. That was all real, as you can see from the the authenticity of it all. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what we are. Authentic. Yeah, people. the authentic guys. That'll be our third podcast. The authentic <laughs> the guys. Authentic. That's where we have really deep it like conversations. A, it sounds like a really like bad film. I know. Yeah, authentic guys. But who would be in that film? Like um, Vin Diesel. I, I was thinking like a comedy. I was thinking like yeah. Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> the authentic guys. Like guys like for a whole week they can only tell the truth. The, the, the title's in like bold red. Yes. Yeah. And they've all looked very confused in it. <laughs> in the poster. <laughs> anyway guys, welcome to Dylan and Sebastian out of a Simpsons podcast. A podcast that myself and Sebastian here do so you don't know that we're actually on their cover. Because you know, spies would never do a podcast about the Simpsons, you know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hidden in plain sight. Uh, season 32 episode 21 yes the man the from g-r-a-m-p-a grandpa yes <laughs> i would have just said the man from grandpa but yeah you went for the the letters yeah, 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 nice yeah. yeah what does grandpa stand for um <laughs> it's not actually said in the episode no no i yeah. know i was trying to think of something smart and witty but like... <laughs> grandpa runs a mile past americans kind of fits in with the episode yeah, yeah. yeah. i was thinking more like uh more rude, but I won't be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to go for something like really, yeah, you know, explicit content warning. Yes. <laughs> Anyhow, getting into the episode, uh, we open up on Lo- in London, 1970, uh, at the MI6 headquarters. A young, strapping informant is, is assigned the case to find an American working undercover with Russia under the code name Grey Fox. Uh, the only information they have is that he's worked for the flying hellfish and now resides in a in a town with a power plant that has bad security and it's he's like uh let me show you the power plants in america that have bad security and it's just yep. the, and it's the, the, the figures turn to red <laughs> yeah it's just every single power plant so basically he's going like exploring all the americas all the power plants across america try and find this man uh, he promises to find him and return swiftly and it comes to 50 years later he's still going around looking for this man um so yeah, we meet we we meet him older. This is Terence is the name of this character. Um, he's still on the lookout, but feels all his information is starting to add up. And he has like all these kind of files that he kept mm. with like newspaper reports and stuff like that. We get the classic old man yells at Cloud, <laughs> classic grandpa meme. Um, he's like, I've wasted my life, except for the reading, of course. Which is such a weird <laughs> little yeah, thing. A, yeah. <laughs> he takes out a copy of Eat, Pray, Love, and just like reads like. Reason for two seconds and goes, hmm, <laughs> flips the page and gets back to work. Yeah. <laughs> and then cuts to four days later, we're at the retirement home and they're watching the, the third man. They're watching the third man. Yeah, yeah which I'm aware is like. Third, and there's a few more references. Loads of references yeah. throughout. Yeah, I'm aware it's like one of your favorite movies, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, I mean, very, very good movie if, if no one has seen it. Um, if anyone listening hasn't seen it, highly recommend to any yeah. movie buff. And it set the tone. It's a very film noir like. Uh, episode. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, clearly, a, a parody inspired by this movie. It's, uh, I, I like the little reference, mm. references through it throughout. But uh, yeah, they're watching it at the retirement home. Uh, the elders learned that Louise uh, has moved on. They, they assume she died, and the caretaker is like, "No, she just moved in with her family." I hate to lose them that way. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, Grandpa's like, "She was a great gal." 
And they're all like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jasper's like, she had a great room. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's what they, what they get excited about. She has a really, really good room, yeah. It's like it has a window that opens <laughs> and a call button that actually works. And Grandpa says that he should get the room because he actually, she actually likes him. But the caretaker reminds him that uh, she liked no one and that she assured somebody else was taking the room over them. And <laughs> the old Jewish man is like, For this I'm taking lucidity meds? Uh, who am I? I always love this little, like, just how senile the people living there are. Always just so good, so exaggerated. But uh, Grandpa uh, cuts to him with Homer at the retirement home, wanting to show Homer the room that he missed out on. I thought the Homer showed up for that. <laughs> yeah, it's so like, random. I know, why would he show up? He just never to... ever goes. Yeah, <laughs> just to see the room that Grandpa could yeah. have gotten. <laughs> but yeah, he's like... Uh, Homer's like, but you, but you love your room. And he's like, you know nothing about me. Like, yes, I do. He's like, what's my biggest fear? Is cocktail like, olives and fascism. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, everyone's scared of those. Uh, it looks like eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and to be fair, I am terrified of cocktail olives. I relate. Probably more oh, than fascism. I love them. I love them. Do you like olives? Yeah, I love them. Oh, you want to help people? Yes. Uh, Good no. taste. I really hate olives. If you're I hate fascism. Though. I think we can agree on that. Uh, that's fair. Yeah, I, I, I'd be concerned if you were like, I love it. I actually like, like it. Olives? No fascism. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> I don't really see what the big deal is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, every time I see an olive, where I can, where I'm, I'm allowed, like you know, like in a, where you go somewhere, finger food or something. I'm always like, I want to, I want to, I want to like this. I want, I want to be. It really is. You like, know, when you like them, it's so. You nice. get into them. Yeah. I remember. I, I can like imagine because they're so flavorsome. I, I never, obviously, I never liked them, but they say that if you have like a certain amount of olives, you just start to, to like them, it. Like them. It's like wine. That's what yeah. I did, and I really like it. I oh, know. Anytime I've had it, to be fair, I, I, I leave it in like five-year gaps, probably. I'm like, this is the worst thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I've yet to like olives. <laughs> he, he opens the closet in the room, and uh, Terence is there. and introduces himself. <laughs> He's like. Grandpa, it's so good to finally meet you. You're real. And he plays with Grandpa's face <laughs> and like moves it around a bit. And he's like, "Hey, that was wrinkled the way I like it." <laughs> Puts it back to normal. He looks so creepy. And uh, he frightens Homer so much that he needs some of the of an old man's oxygen. Like he walks out and just grabs oxygen yeah. from uh, <laughs> a guy that's dying. Yeah, a guy in a wheelchair. He's like, oh, thank you. Um, and Terry says he'd like to get to know Grandpa, but Abe says that uh, he storms up saying that he has no time for old people. <laughs> and he offers to um, buy Homer. Um, he's like, you, you know, if, if I want, if you wanted Homer, I could buy you. And he's like, uh, a drink? He's like, uh, yes. And uh, maybe some pretzels? <laughs> yeah, sure. It's like, and, and he's won Homer over. Straight away, yeah. Cuts to him and Moe's. And Homer is so... Like he's even more childish in this episode. I know, I yeah. Like he literally is like a, a little kid. He literally loves this man who's trying to take his father down. <laughs> yeah, they're at Moe's, and um, he tells Homer that he knows he works at a nuclear power plant. That he has a wife and three kids, and I was like, no, two. Wait, oh wait, no, you're right. <laughs> um, oh, 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 just mention as well. Do you know who voiced Terrence in this episode? I was going to ask actually. Yeah, yeah uh, Stephen Fry. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. He did a fantastic like job. Yeah, I love that little accents he does in the episode throughout and stuff like that. He really gets like showcase his vocal talents he in this does. episode for sure. Yeah, um, he offers to tell Homer his life story, uh, but the but, but, but the the gang like show no interest, and he offers to buy them all a drink if they listen <laughs> and they all like, immediately walk over Barney calls his sponsor and he's like you gotta get over here there's free booze 
yeah. and uh, it's Moe's Mo's filling up the, the drinks, and he's just using brown water to fill up oh, the drinks. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, oh, disgusting. <laughs> he's just charging the same price, obviously, but it's not real booze. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a montage of him telling his story while like slowly getting more and more hammered. And like pans out, and uh, Carol's like, "Whoa, those three hours flew by." <laughs> this man just absolutely loves himself. Um, he then tells him about his dad, who was considered to be the worst spy in the MI6. <laughs> a flashback of his dad, and like he he thinks he knows how Russia always has the upper hand. Uh, lucky, lucky guesses, guesses. yeah, <laughs> ridiculous. And um, his boss tells him it's, it's definitely moles. He's like, oh, I, I doubt it. I asked everyone if they were moles, and they all said no. <laughs> he puts him through like a male shoot. <laughs> I feel like who is this character meant to be? I feel like it's a reference to. It felt like kind of an, an odd and an homage to those old fashioned like 1960s, yeah. 1970s, like British spy so I movies. I feel like it was based on something in particular. Maybe, yeah. It kind of vibes like that uh, Michael Caine movie where he plays a spy from the 70s. I forget the name of it. Is it The Informant? I don't know. Something like that, yeah. It's like a nod to something like that. But yeah, definitely a parody of something. Um, but uh, yeah, he, Terrence goes on to say that like he he's been trying to make up for his father's wrongdoing as a spy ever since, and like tells him like about his love life. Always the same. She saves your life. You fall in love. You hold her in your arms, and some bugger shoots her dead. You hunt the killer. You track him down. He captures you. He tortures you. You kill the killer, and round and round you go, boys. What was this happening is like a shadow in the background, um, making like the, the villain taking the girlfriend and stuff like that, and cuts over. We just see that it's Mo yeah. doing like amazing shadow puppetry, and the whole th- uh, that was like a, I guess a film noir nod. Yeah, well. oh yeah, 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 for and, sure. And also, like I love how that is literally the plot of like every most spy movies, like every James Bond spy, movie. Yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> and Lenny's like, "Whoa, that was amazing, Mo!" He's <laughs> like, "What the hell? It's this hidden talent you have." Uh, but he his father eventually escaped uh, the force to Tipperary to marry this woman and then asked if they know the song. It's a long way to Tipperary. And they all do. Yeah, which is so random. <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> so they're singing the song. Probably not a song you heard before. If you can imagine, I had heard it before. I've heard it. Oh, yeah. yeah okay, yeah, okay. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's obviously it's a famous Irish song. like. Um, but they all start singing, it's a long way to Tipperary. And he's like, it's not meant to be sung like that. It's meant to be sung faster. It's meant to be a pop song. And they're suddenly <laughs> immediately able to all sing it ten times faster as well. <laughs> and um, then Maris enters saying uh, Homer was meant to be home uh, three hours ago. And uh, Terrence kisses her hand. And Maris says he's the most charming man he ever got sla- um uh, a sloppy face drunk with <laughs> um, he Terrence asked when the last time he told Marge he loved her was and was like oh it was um, it was uh, the... <laughs> Marge's like when he found when I found out how to put a pork chop into a pork chop <laughs> most Homer thing ever like. <laughs> inserting a pork chop into a pork chop this double meat <laughs> I mean I, I, I tried to be fair <laughs> um, he Terrence sends them on their way and asks them to Ask the bar people to take it from the top, and they like start singing the song again ten times faster on the pool table. And Barry's like doing an Irish dance while doing it, and uh, one of the pool balls goes flying and breaks the jukebox. And Mo's like, "That song, it always cost me five thousand dollars in damages." And he gets the repair kit, and then that gets destroyed also. I'm like, damn it! Yeah. <laughs> and um, 
Yeah, uh, we, we cut to the house, uh, Marge Homer in bed, and Terrence calls Homer, asking if he wants to join him and learn the truth about his father. Cut to him in some sort of basement room, tells, him his, tells Homer his father is a spy, uh, says that he can't be trusted, and um, asks him if he ever knew what his father did for a living. And he's like, um, I, I don't know, which is such a good point, because whenever you see the flashbacks... Yeah, do we actually know? He's not He's not working no, anywhere, okay. no, we, he's never seen working anywhere. <laughs> and uh, he's like, well, and yet he always had money. He's like, yeah, more than I'd expect. Um, he asks if his father hates America. Great quote by Homer. It's like, well, he says the <laughs> Star Spangled Banner is impossible to sing. Uh, he calls the Grand he calls it the Grand Canyon sarcastically. Yeah. He doesn't like any political parties and calls Uncle Sam Uncle Scam, which means he's just like any other yeah, American. It's also true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also true. Um, and he tells him that uh, he, he's not and gives him proof as to how he shows a picture of. Him drinking a Moscow Mule uh, shows like sheets proving that he got an insurance discharge, a dishonorable discharge, and a discharge from Amazon yeah. Prime. Which I don't know how that's possible. So random. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how one gets? I guess it's like that he ordered something really dodgy. Yeah. <laughs> but he was still able to order it, which sounds like Amazon. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh my God, what if Grandpa? <laughs> what if he really isn't who he says he was? What if his name isn't even Grandpa?" <laughs> Which is so good because we really his name is Abe. Did, did you even know that? Yeah, Abraham. He, yeah, his name's Abraham. Yeah. Like we really hear him being referred to as Abraham. He's always no, it's called Grandpa. Just Grandpa yeah, yeah I just, even Homer thinks his his dad's name is Grandpa. Um, then he then he tells him, um, he he he's like, I I I gotta do something about this. Homer is. And he's like, before I go, you have an amazing voice. Can you do a Winston Churchill impression? Never <laughs> <laughs> was so much owed by so many to so few. Amazing. I feel like I'm at a movie I would fall asleep in. That he meets, he goes to meet Terrence at the pier and he's not there and he's like, oh, this is clearly just some crazy guy from the old folks home making himself up. And we see that he's actually dressed up as a woman. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, a British man in drag! <laughs> Which is so good because then, uh, British men are obsessed with dressing in drag. Willie, oh yeah, of course. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah. and then Willie comes over Yeah, he's like, why is... Why is that old lady dressed as an English um, an Englishman in an old lady costume? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I'm Scottish, you're a red-headed baboon. He's like, oh, you sound just like me, ma. Like, mind your own business, but I'll bruise your back behind. He's <laughs> like, ah, oh, it's like a letter from home. Yeah, Thank you. One of the best moments. <laughs> oh, that was so, so good. Yeah, it's a great little quick bit of dialogue. Um, and they, they see Grandpa sitting at a bench, and he, he's like, another man sits beside him and he's like you'll see in a second they're going to switch canes and he does and Homer's like oh my god and he goes out to the beach and they're like watching him with binoculars and uh, like look he's, he's about to receive his payment and these passerby is like give him an envelope and Homer's like this is the worst thing I've ever seen and then it switches over to Patty and Velma sunbathing yeah it's yeah like, in bikinis the third worst thing I've ever seen the third worst thing I've ever seen they're like about to take their bras yeah. off <laughs> and it's like on the they're on the ferris wheel <laughs> you hear grandpa singing it's such a ridiculous name <laughs> one of my favorite in the whole episode just him being like I got my secret envelope oh, yeah. am I gonna say what it is nope <laughs> and uh, Homer says he should have known as he was a, uh, a terrible dad never even took him on a ferris wheel and uh, Terrence is like I'd be proud to be your father but um can I buy you some cotton candy? Like, yeah, yes, please, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and he walks off all cheery and happy. The Joseph cotton candy. Yeah, yeah. but a little bit before that. Oh, the Orson Welles bit? 
Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, can, can yeah. You put this bowling ball. I absolutely love this bit. Yeah. yeah, they walk away from the Ferris wheel. It's like Orson Welles is there uh, about some the board. Wine. Yeah, drink some wine about the board the Ferris wheel, and the the squeaky voice teen uh, tells him he can't uh, bring wine aboard, and he's like, "It'll be gone before you uh, before you strap me up." <laughs> he's like, oh, "Look at all those blurry dots down there, <laughs> sir. You're not even on the ride yet." <laughs> it bells me with with a cannonball and stutter up. Um, I forget the name of the voice actor. Maurice Lamarche is the voice actor here. He does right, an amazing okay. impression of Orson Welles. Have you ever seen The Pinky and the Brain? No. No? Oh, one of my favourite shows when I was growing up. Like, you know The Pinky I and the Brain. I know it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the more eviler uh, mouse in that is like a straight up Orson Welles impression. And that was Maurice Lamarche. He's yeah. an amazing voice. He's always like people's go to. What they need Orson Welles' parody in the scene. But yeah. I thought this bit was hilarious. Also, do you know what, like, what him drinking wine is a reference to? No. Well, obviously, like, it, it wasn't when he loved his alcohol, but there's, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's, like, this archive footage from him shooting a commercial for some for some wine. You can look it up on YouTube. And, uh, he's, like, obviously, they did, did a few takes, and he didn't hold back on drinking the wine. He's slurring his words, like... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. It's free wine. It's absolutely hilarious, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but he got to the cotton candy. What were you saying about? It's called Joseph's Cotton Candy? Joseph Cotton Candy. Yeah, and it had Joseph Cotton on the... The, oh, the who's the lead actor in, in The Third, Third Man? Man. Yeah, yeah. That makes so much sense. I was just—I I knew it was a lead actor, but I didn't—I didn't realize the reference with the cotton candy. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I love also like when we see the cut, the cut of the movie and also the picture of him here. It's like the real movie and the real person. Mm. Like they're watching a, a live-action movie from our world in this yellow universe. Um, but yeah, he buys him the cotton candy and tells him he promises um, he'll take just as good care of his father as the retirement home did. And Homer asks him that they, they, he at least put him in somewhere that will treat him slightly better. <laughs> Which is kind of sweet. Um, and the cotton candy turns into marriage, like in Homer's head, and is like, don't forget to brush your teeth. And he's like, you never say with what? <laughs> brush his teeth with a caramel apple. <laughs> just goes, Again, like, another really childish moment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, just want to brush his teeth. <laughs> but uh, cut to the retirement home. Homer wakes up Grandpa, telling him he knows who he is and he doesn't have to hide anymore. Grandpa's like, oh, that's great. Who am I? <laughs> and... Um, He's going to give him up, and like he's going to give him the Terrence, but um, he, he, he says he, he he can't do it, and decides to help him escape. But Terrence shows up with a gun, and like his hands are trembling because he's so old. It's <laughs> kind of jarring, little weird detail that I like that his hands are just shaking as he's trying to threaten him with a gun. Um, he he puts him into the boot of the car, and uh, Grandpa's upset with Homer that he just immediately believed the stranger telling him that he's a spy. Um, I always love when Homer's like, "Ooh, shotgun!" And, ho- and then Terrence opens the boots, being <laughs> yeah. like, "Obviously, I'm not going to let you sit in the front seat." He's like, oh yeah. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, Homer says like he he saw him taking another man's cane. He's like, "I'm always taking someone else's something. I have two Jellos every lunch, and I'm not even supposed to eat Jello." And he said the envelope was just cheap medication that he's been buying because he's been his blood pressure's been going up from how much he's been paying. For American medication. Um, but then Grandpa eventually realizes that even though Homer thought he was a traitor, he still wanted to save him. Mm-hmm. And uh, they tell each other they love each other. It's a nice moment. It's a very sweet yeah. moment. Yeah, we got the parents in the car, and he, you just hear them be like, I love you, Dad. I love you, son. I love you, Dad. And he like, turns the music all the way up, and you can still hear them. Turns up yeah. even further, and just breaks the volume and button. This is, I guess this is actually a personal moment for him because. Uh, He's finally it, taken a, down this man that 
But it, it's also because he has so much regret about his father. Oh, so he, so my he God. hates to hear the fact that they're saying they love each other. Because... I actually never thought of it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was just like, oh my God, shut the hell up, turns the music up. But yeah, I guess yeah, it's like it was because, he never made amends yeah. with his dad. Yeah, that's very good, good point, actually. Yeah. There, there was more depth to that moment than what, what I thought of it. Yeah, and come back to the retirement home, marriage and the kids um, are looking for Terrence, and the caretaker says, um, we're looking for Terrence, Grandpa and Homer. And the caretaker says that uh, they left last night, and she heard Grandpa mouth the words, help me, but she's been trying to ignore them. listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is always shown that the caretaker just like, don't give a shit about anybody living there. Um, and then Terrence's daughter, Hazel, arrives, saying that... Um, Who's um, Is that also voiced by Stephen Fry? Oh my it god, I same. bet you it was. Because I thought the, the voice it sounded was quite masculine. Yeah. yeah, I didn't think about that, but I, I guarantee you it was Stephen yeah. Fry. Yeah, that's way better if that's the case. I'll have to fact check that, but I think you're dead right. Yeah, um, Arise saying that her father uh, knows how to kill, and marriage like blocks the ears of, Mar- of Bart and Lisa, but Bart like, takes marriage's hand away. <laughs> like, seems really interested yeah. in it. Um, and she shows, like, Mary shows like, a, a voice message she received from Homer where he's like, I'm sucking a trunk and not in a good way. <laughs> Stupid lying. Like, how could that be in a good yeah. way? I guess it makes sense for Homer. <laughs> um, but she, like, tells him that, like, her father is crazy. And then Herman shows up, like, a bunch of guns that he ordered. And Lisa's like, well, surely the, the registration has to take longer than that. And he's like, the registration was him putting the money into my hand. Yeah. <laughs> um... And they're back and they're, they're come back to Homer and Grandpa on the boot. Uh, Grandpa points out that they're on a gravelly road and the car is slowing down, which is never a good sign. <laughs> which again is like a kind of a nod to those movies. Like that always means that shit's about to yeah. go down. <laughs> uh, Homer apologizes for everything. Uh, Grandpa does as well, and they tell each other they love each other one more time. And it's, it's, it's a nice sweet moment that they both think they're gonna die and they like make amends with each other and tell each other how they really feel before everything ends. Um, and Homer's like, and again, great line. Just, if he makes me dig my own grave, I'm going to do a bad job on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> and then we hear Chief Wiggum just going, there's no one on the car. And is like, open the trunk. Yeah. <laughs> I like that he was just going to give up there. Yeah, like, straight away, like, there's no one on the car. So, I mean, that's it. <laughs> and then they open the boot and he's like, I solved the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but how did I do it? And he's like, I tracked... I, I tracked my father using his phone number. Don't be such a party pooper. <laughs> and we got to Terrence's versus as a police officer. Just such a weird character this guy is. <laughs> I love him. Um, he's just as a police officer. Hayes loves he recognizes him straight away. And um, But he's like doing American accent, talking about how much he loves America. <laughs> and his pants drop. And we see his underpants are just the, the UK flag. <laughs> um... And uh, they, they take him away once Wiggum finds the cuffs. Well, actually, Lou eventually finds them for him. And uh, uh, Grandpa feels bad that he's worked on this case. So like, we find out this, at this stage that like, um, Grandpa really was not the Grey Fox at all. He'd made all this up. Yeah. Like I said, the episode did a but, really good job. Of, like I genuinely thought... Oh, same. It was a really good twist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, 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 it took us into his reality, into Terrence's reality. It made us think what he no, was thinking. I completely thinking. wasn't expecting that. Yeah, no, I genuinely was thinking... And I like what he says to Chief Wiggum. He says, I hope you, ne- you never know what it feels like to endure a lifetime of failing your duty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what happens right before he can't find the handcuffs. Yeah. The one thing an officer should always have the hand, like... <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, it really does like take us into his reality and, like... I 100% thought that what he thought about Grandpa was true, and then we find out that we were just in the same reality he was, and just assuming this, 
it, it wasn't all that yeah. was made up like um in, in his own head and homer falls for it as well obviously um but uh yeah grandpa feels bad he's, he's working this case his whole life and still hasn't solved it and uh decides to go up and tells him that he really is the, the gray fox you know what you've got your man i did spy for the riskies i am the gray fox <laughs> really yep i always knew you'd be the one to get me how good show me and what i don't get like i mean i, I guess it's funny but yeah he's literally helping a guy that was about to murder him <laughs> it's <laughs> very true yeah <laughs> it turns it's like i knew it but I, I i had my doubts you know <laughs> yeah very good point the man was literally going to kill him and he's like oh i feel better for this guy <laughs> it's because they're both elderly and like he relates to like feeling like you've wasted your life maybe he's been 50 years trying to find this oh man and still hasn't done it like 50 years so trying pathetic. to find grandpa i know yeah <laughs> it's so pathetic um but they, they, they take the handcuffs off terrence and put them on grandpa instead and they take him away and then homer rides with terrence in the car at the end um he, he like goes to the trunk and terrence is like no no, no you, can, you can come to the front and he's like oh shotgun <laughs> and they sing the long way to Tipperary one more time again and he's like come on homer speed it up and sings it yeah. 10 times faster and like finally a little bit of uh text at the end is that the great fox will return in the man with the golden retirement plan and old finger mm-hmm. <laughs> fun little bit of text at the end and then it's like a quick silly little tag of Lisa listening in and hears um, weird noises coming from Maggie's room. Um, and <laughs> her and Homer go in and realize it's just Maggie's toy is like speaks in Russian. Yeah. He's like, oh, made in Russia. That's why it was only three bucks on Amazon. <laughs> A lot of Amazon disses in this episode. I know there was two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so strange. Uh, just the dodgy shit you can buy on Amazon, which to be fair is you know, probably true. <laughs> it's anything for money. But um, yeah, yeah, that concludes the episode. Final uh, wrap up. Yes. Of the boy. Um, I was just going to find the episode that I watched, the classic episode. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so... Did you not want to say what you thought of this episode <laughs> no, first? No, no, I, I do. I just need to get it up. <laughs> oh, oh I, right, I right. I completely forgot which one. I'm sorry, I didn't prepare it at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. Professional. Um, no, um, I I mean, I liked the episode. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Mm. Um, I'll start with the, the negatives. Okay. I didn't find it very funny. Fair. Like, I, like, it, it definitely was, wasn't as gag heavy yeah. as it, it was more story driven. I, I didn't find myself like laughing as much as the other episodes. Yeah. Um, I guess that's the sort of only negative. Really, it wasn't as funny. But yeah, what I did like it was very story driven. What I did like was obviously like how well it did, at, like betraying all the stereotypes of spy films. And mm. also, the pacing was excellent. They it really did, was, They did yeah. not waste any time. And it no. And really cohesively came to an end. Yeah, even at the beginning, like as I mentioned, there was no couch gag or chop or anything. Right. It's, it's right in. Like it, it, it takes a whole time to tell this story. And that's what I liked about it. It, mm. it, it. For me, it felt like Uncut Femmes with, like, it wasn't as funny, but it was really well paced. Yeah, not, not as funny as Uncut Femmes, but maybe a bit more... Yeah, like you said, maybe, maybe better pacing. Yeah. Mm. Um, cool. So... 6.5 yeah, cool. 6.5 yeah yeah um i gave it a 7.5 I, I i i thought it was like it was a quirky and different episode it definitely wasn't gag a minute but it kind of had a just like the, the parody of like noir and obviously the third man references and stuff like that it kind of had this a different feel yeah from your regular sips episode throughout that i enjoyed um 
I thought I had a wonderful uh, guest appearance from Stephen Fry. I really utilised his talents to, as as a voice I, actor. I didn't I didn't know it was Stephen Fry. Yeah, you never think... know the guest there. <laughs> no, I don't. You're the one with the fact. <laughs> who looks stuff up. He, yeah, um, he did a really good job. I was thinking when I was watching the episode, like this really good job of doing the voice. Yeah, yeah, no, he was really good. We'll get to an episode eventually where it's the actual person voicing themselves. It's like it's Jason Momoa playing Jason Momoa, and I'll be like, do you know who voices? And you're like, no, I have no idea. And like. It was Jason Moore. Oh my god, really? <laughs> but sorry, yeah, concluding my uh, review. I thought I had some really wonderful moments between Homer and Grandpa. I thought I did a great job of warping us into Terrence's reality, becoming convinced ourselves that Grandpa really was yep. a Russian spy, and then making it pay off at the end all the more satisfying. Mm-hmm. I gave it a 7.5. Yeah. yeah I definitely a, agree it bad. wasn't as consistently funny as like your typical Simpsons, but I really, I just enjoyed the story, and I, I, I was there with them, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah, pretty much wraps it up. Uh, but we do my news first. Yeah, go for it. Sweet. Live from London City, well, a little bit outside of London City, it's Simpsons News. Not, not not too much news this week, just one, uh, an upcoming episode in, in the 33rd season entitled The Sound of Bleeding Gums will follow Lisa meeting Bleeding Gums Murphy's uh, son and helping him to improve his life after he falls off the wagon. I think that'd be cool, they haven't done anything with Bleeding, Gum, Bleeding, Gum, Bleeding Gums Murphy in years, so it'd be cool to see something there. Do you even know who Bleeding Gums yeah. Murphy is? No, I don't. He's a jazz singer that Lisa befriends, he's in a few episodes from, the, from like the earlier seasons, okay. so he dies in season 7. Uh, I'm surprised you haven't seen any episode of Bling Gums Murphy. That's the same. I'm sorry. That could be the next one you do a classic review of. Yeah, it'll be a good idea. Yeah. Uh, there's a great episode in season 7 called Round Springfield that I'd recommend that he's involved in. But any major Simpsons fan, obviously Sebastian isn't one, would know who Bling Gums Murphy <laughs> is. So it's cooler doing another episode with like him involved in it. And uh, yeah, that, that's really the only news this week. I'll do my trivia first. You want to do your review first? Like, what order we do this in? It's I'll actually do, always I'll do different. my review. I remember now it's um i don't think we spoke about this one i know we spoke about this one in real life but we haven't spoken about it on an episode yeah but it's the uh the one where homer joins the stonecutters guild oh my god amazing yeah fantastic great episode fantastic homer the great um and I, I love that episode because you get i feel like i talk about mr burns a lot you feel like he's got to be like one of my favorite characters if not my favorite at this point but in the show or? yeah 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 cool um but I love how you see Mr. Burns' most like <laughs> pathetic moment ever because in, I this, know, in the yeah. Stonecutters Guild, he's the only he is he's like the pathetic like lowest. He's the lowest ranking, that, yeah. It's like Lady and Carol are ahead of him. Whereas he's like the like the the most important person in Springfield everywhere else. The, yeah, and uh, I love I love when he he gets hit to the ground and he says, "Be patient, Burns." Climb the ladder. Yeah, <laughs> so good. <laughs> I also, I mean, one of my favorites in the whole episode is um, he talks about how he's never been let into any club, Homer like, and yeah. has a flashback of um, like a treehouse. All these, all these kids are going into it, and it says um, no Homer's allowed. And he's like, oh my god, but yeah. Homer whatever is in there, and he's like, well, it says no Homer's, Homer's. one's allowed. <laughs> oh, it's so sad. At the very end of the episode, the Stonecutters change it to no Homer's allowed as well. Yeah. <laughs> And I love like Homer just abusing his powers for that episode because of all this built up anger over that one moment in his life. Yeah, I know. He wasn't yeah, allowed in somewhere. Just really going for uh, it. <laughs> Such a classic episode. Obviously, has the amazing song. We do, we yeah. do. I love the bit. Who holds back the electric car? 
who made Steve Gutenberg a star <laughs> we do. <laughs> it's such a great moment. Um, do you know who voices the head of the stone cutters in that episode? No, <laughs> Patty Stewart. Oh, yeah, nice. yeah. That, that makes sense. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant appearance by him. Um, yeah, for me, it's a, a solid nine. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Such a good episode. episode. Such a classic. I think it's season seven? It's season six. Oh, it's season six. six Damn. Yeah. Ooh, I've been outsmarted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fantastic episode. Highly recommend. I mean, anyone listening to this who's a major Simpsons fan has seen that episode. But if you haven't, watch Homer the Great. Uh, yeah, we'll do we'll do my impressions first and then yeah. the trivia. Uh, I went for Crushy this week. Maybe a risky one. So again, Ooh, I'll give you... Interesting. Yeah, so again, I'll give you... Um, uh, Three like real quotes by Krusty and one fake one, and you have to guess what the fake one is. <laughs> I like okay. this one. I yeah, like, yeah, it's like fun. This. Hey, hey, kids! Um, oh god, it scared me. <laughs> sorry, I probably scared the, the podcast listener as well. I, the, the frequency definitely went way up there. Um, yes, I was drinking gasoline, madam. <laughs> Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, the third one. <laughs> I'm not done yet. <laughs> Ah, there's nothing better than a cigarette. Unless it's a cigarette lit with a $100 bill. <laughs> I remember that. I, <laughs> oh, really? I, I, yeah. I've watched that. Re- what episode is that from? That's the one where he... Sorry, be- I've completely ruined the whole, like... <laughs> <laughs> That's the one where he, um... Where he, like, ditches a show and we go to stand-up comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Last Temptation of Crust. Is That's the name a of good that one. one. Um... <laughs> Have you got more? No, that's all. Awesome. The, the third one. Yeah. <laughs> I just had to. Very recent. So. Yeah. <laughs> I was like trying for like inspirational quotes, and that came to my head, and I was like, "Oh no, that's way better." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, number one was like he says that like every hey, episode. Yes. In. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, the point is wrapping the episode up now with a little bit of trivia uh, for Sebastian, and maybe you guys too, if you don't know the facts. Mm-hmm. And just because of me doing a Krusty impression, I decided to get some Krusty the Clown uh, trivia. So, Matt Groening based Krusty the Clown off a clown he used to watch on TV called Rusty Nails, which is a terrifying name for a clown. Rusty Nails. Yeah. That sounds like a horror clown. I know, right? Apparently, he's just like an entertainer from the, from I wanna, like the I look him up. 50s and 60s. If I remember, I watched a documentary about The Simpsons before, but I mean, I watched many documentaries. But I remember watching one where they show oh. Rusty Nails. He looks terrifying. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That. Oh my Absolutely, god! Like, I would say it's the podcast, so you can't see it. But look up Rusty Nails on, on Google Rusty Nails Clown yeah. on Google. First image that comes up is petrifying. Wow. You can't see like half his face. And look, yeah, Krusty the Clown photos are popping up there as well because yeah. this is what inspired the. But character. I guess that that makes it. That's like Krusty's hair. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's similar for sure. It's it, it's not terrifying when you see it in you know Simpsons format, but no. in real life, very scary hair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the design of, of, of Rusty Nails was based off like that clown that Granny watches as a kid. Uh, then Dan Castellaneta, who voices Krusty, based the character's mannerisms off Jackie Mason, uh, an actor and comedian who went on to voice Krusty's father. Okay, which that's is a cool. pretty fun fact. Yeah, and that's that reminds me it related to it. I didn't prepare this. Uh, Hank Azaria, who voiced Professor Frank, based Professor Frank's voice off Jerry Lewis's in The Night Professor. Okay. Night Professor being the original one from the 60s, not the Eddie Murphy version. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, it was a remake. Um, and then Jerry Lewis went on to voice Professor Frink's dad in the show. So those are like two examples of that happening. That's, that's cool. pretty cool, yeah. And uh, there's another like random piece of trivia that maybe even some major fans don't know. Ned Flanders is 60 years old. 60 the whole show. Yeah, there's yeah. always like little... There's like one episode oh, where, it's where, where it's mentioned. I don't think it's ever said. Maud. Probably younger. 
Um, no, I actually probably similar because there's an episode where it's like a flashback and it's like a young, like you know, teen Homer and Marge when they, when, they, when they first started dating and they meet Ned and Maud and then Maud are like in their twenties, like just just got married, just got hitched. So it, it, it's always like showing that he's definitely a good bit older than Homer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but looks just she as looks, good as she looks younger. Yeah, she's hot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, of all the characters on the show, yeah, she's one of them. Yeah, I mean, she was always, like, before she passed away, was always, like, so sought after by everyone in Springfield. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, that was that was my trivia. I guess that concludes everything. Unless there is anything else you'd like to add. Uh, God, you put me on the spot. No, <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, I really, we're, we're shorter than ever this week. We absolutely flew through we, that episode. Uh, I thought we had more to say. We're, 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 we're snappy we boys. On point. We're yeah. snappy boys. That's what we should call our next podcast. Snappy boys. What would that be about? <laughs> Probably us bitching, I guess, like snappy. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you snap at this week? Well, yeah, yeah, we on the very podcast being like, okay, this week, <laughs> there was a customer who came in, and when I tell you that she was mean, <laughs> I don't know, some sort of Hor- Howard snap Stern type week. thing. Yeah, what's the celebrity gossip this week oh, that would be so ridiculous us <laughs> doing celebrity gossip it would probably be a popular podcast but we would it would be us selling out yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. well maybe in like a few years yeah we'll do that maybe yeah we'll be like but the money's right yeah who did will smith really slap yeah. find out this week on slappy boys <laughs> we have some theory that it wasn't chris rock <laughs> it was cgi <laughs> I have something that I'd like, that I'd like to add before we wrap the podcast because yeah, sure. we can't not talk. Don't about get political. Hmm? Don't get political. No, 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 no. We can't. Uh, <laughs> we can't not talk about the Will Smith thing because it's so relevant and everyone in the world yeah, is talking about kind. it. What I want to say is like you know everyone was really wanting this um, Madagascar and Shark Tale crossover and. <laughs> that's just not going to happen now? No. I guess not. It's not happen. Just so that I genuinely looked up Madagascar like random curiosity <laughs> because of that stupid joke. And I didn't know that the hippo in that movie is voiced by Jada Pinkett Smith. Is it? Yeah. Is that weird? That film still so surprises me So they've done three movies day. together. Madagascar. Yeah, there's always just random trivia I find out about Madagascar. <laughs> just, so. Every day I find a new trivia about Madagascar. Thinking always about from it. Dylan somehow. It's <laughs> <laughs> obsessed. You always give me new facts. I mean, I, I did love for our Madagascar um, podcast. A Madagascar podcast. There'd be three episodes. <laughs> there's only three movies. <laughs> no, no, no. We, we, every episode is a frame. It's a frame of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my it's god! Two hours of discussing a frame. So three hour and a half long movies. To be fair, you're gonna expand that into a couple of years for yeah. sure. A frame. Yeah. I mean, I more episodes in The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, yeah very true. <laughs> a frame. Like this week, we're discussing the frame of when King Julian starts to sing. I like to move it, move it. And this is one of my favorite yeah. frames from Madagascar One. Because I mean, last week he he was about to, but now he really is about to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's, he's jumping into the sound this time, guys, and he's ready. You can just tell Sash Baron Cohen is really channeling that through his voiceover work. <laughs> Actually, I freaking love Sash Baron Cohen in those movies. Yeah. That is a King Julian is a fantastic character. Yeah. I do actually have a soft spot for the Madagascar movies, as you can probably already tell. <laughs> and I have a, a soft spot for Shark Tale, actually, because um, I had Shark Tale bedsheets for like way too long. <laughs> like, that's weird because I vaguely remember having Madagascar bedsheets no way yeah, yeah, yeah. that's so weird I, I vaguely remember they were like it was like a jungle and it had the three characters on the front god yeah. we have all these small weird things in common but yeah I had Shark Tale bedsheets I never I like Shark Tale I feel like if I watched it now I'd really like it 
It was I think there's definitely one... some adult humour in there yeah, for sure. It was never one when I was a kid that I got into. I don't yeah, know why. I loved it. I, I had it on um, on video, so that was one of the ones I like rewatched a lot. I think Jack Black's great in that. Martin Scorsese is really good in that. It's the fact that he's got such an amazing cast. Robert De Niro. I know it's so strange. I mean, obviously because he got good money, but yeah. still, yeah, they're they're actually really good in it. Like Martin Scorsese is really good in that movie. Yeah, <laughs> the, the the blowfish. Uh, that's all I had to say in the Will Smith situation is. Madagascar and Shark Tale. We're going to get our, our yeah. crossover, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to wrap it up there. Thank you guys as always for listening. Thanks and very much. Yeah, if you're listening to this at night time, good night. If you're listening to this in the morning, good morning. Yeah, and if you're listening to this in the afternoon, good afternoon. And if you're listening to this like late at night, what are you doing? Go to bed. Yeah, go to sleep. Oh, and if you're listening to this on a, a weekday during the day, what are you doing with your life? Yeah, Jesus, like, even though we're recording on a weekday during the day, uh, yeah, but we, what are we doing we, with our we, lives? We have different... Everyone knows we, that we're we, sad. We have different hours. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys.